This is Cuyahoga Today from the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party. My name is Matt Deemer. Please, do me a quick favor. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a five-star rating and a nice comment. And share with your friends if you think they'll find these conversations interesting. We're trying something new with this podcast. We're putting this out in audio and video on YouTube so we can discuss issues that are important to us. Like this one, connecting with young voters. There's a lot of power in the younger voter if they came out to vote. The question is, why don't they come out to vote? Their turnout could sway both local and national elections, making them one of the largest and most powerful voting blocks. However, few turn out to vote. Today, Chairman Dave Brock, he sits down with two Tri-C Democratic fellows, Dante Jones and Sylvia Snow Rackley, to discuss what it would take to engage younger voters aged 18 to 21 and explore what younger voters are looking for in candidates and political parties and identify any barriers that may be preventing them from getting to the polls. I hope this conversation inspires us all or gives us ideas of how to reach out to younger voters and get them involved with the party. Enjoy. All right. Thank you for joining us. I am Dave Brock, chair of the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party and substitute host for our podcast, Cuyahoga Today. And I am today joined by two lovely young people, uh, Dante Jones and Sylvia Snow Rackley. And Dante, tell us a little bit. You are both students at Tri-C. Yes. So tell us a little bit, Dante, about you, a 20-second introduction, if you can. Okay. Well, thank you for that introduction, mm-hmm. Brock. I'm a student at Tri-C East. I'm also uh, serving as uh, student government president. Right. And um, I'm an English major. And okay. as you already stated, a democracy fellow as well. Right. So my hopes for the future are to stay civically engaged and mm-hmm. affect positive change in my community, whether that's uh, as a representative in our government or as somebody working for the actual decision makers who work in that capacity whatever the future has for me i'm here for it that's awesome so simple you just want to change the world Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For you, the better, you, you right? Got yeah, you very simple. Me. Yeah, right. Uh, um, okay, Sylvia, how about you? Yeah, I mean, pretty similar on the the yeah. last part. Um, yeah, I'm a second year at Tri C. I'm an urban major, urban studies major. Oh, cool. Um, hopefully, go to CSU after I, I transfer. And yeah, I just uh, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but wherever I want to go, I want to stay involved in the community and mm-hmm. be a community organizer and change maker. Oh, that's fantastic! Cleveland State has one of the best urban yes. affairs colleges yeah. in the country, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that's great. So we talked, Dante. You said. Uh, democracy fellows i think you're both democracy fellows what exactly is that program and what does that mean to be a democracy fellow from tri-c um i'm glad you asked that question brock Uh, democracy fellow it means a lot we um we are representatives of not only our school Mm -hmm. but the surrounding community and we work under the umbrella uh, with Campus Vote Project, but uh, as a as a under that umbrella, but as a separate entity, and uh, we work in correlation with our government relations department, our wonderful director uh, Katie Montgomery. Yes, and we seek to educate not only the studi- student body at our school, right. but the surrounding community in regards to voting, right. what that looks like, educating them as far as the process from beginning to end, and we encourage that civic engagement. Well, fantastic. Okay. And how did you feel the same way? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a good, it's hard to beat that definition. Yeah, essentially we're, you know, educators on all things voting. We're essentially Mm -hmm. peer educators working in the community with the students who are on our level. And, yeah, 
just getting that message out there. Did you find growing up, Sylvia, where did you grow up? I grew up in Cleveland Heights. Okay. Did you find yourself at a young age drawn to some being engaged in a community? You looked around the community where you lived or what inspired this and, and maybe when you did know, that start? It's interesting. I think I'm lucky enough to grow up in like a very engaged community. I think Cleveland yeah. Heights is very active and vocal on a lot of issues oh, yeah. and community issues. Um, and I know specifically uh, the way Cleveland Heights works and a lot of Ohio schools work is you have a school levy every year. Um, and because of that, a lot of the students are just involved because every year your your school and how it gets funded is on the line. So every year yeah. I go out there with my friends um, and talk about the school levy to people. And I think from then on, it just kind of grew into how can I be involved in the community? What are issues we care about? Right on. And do you take most of your classes downtown or where yeah, do you I'm take at the metro okay, campus. At the metro. Mm-hmm. And Dante, where are you at mostly? I'm at East Campus. In Highland Hills, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. And how about you? Did you, as a, at a young age, say, "Boy, I really want to do something, be a part of bettering the community"? And, and did you, did that come to you at a very young age, or it how did didn't, that happen? It didn't, Brock. You know, mm-hmm. interesting enough, um, I was kind of on the fence and, and yeah. skeptical about things, uh, much like the the attitudes of a lot of people, including our young people, you know, in today's age. And it wasn't until I had the opportunity to become a democracy fellow and serve my community and see the process that I realized that this is something I wanted to be involved in. And that's when I really stepped up my engagement as a result of serving in this position. So going to Tri-C has really opened opened your eyes in many ways to what's going on. Absolutely. You know, they they the 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 saying that we have the Tri C slogan is where your futures begin. I've seen it's, it. You yes. know, it's, you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's absolutely true. I, I you would yeah. ask me a year ago, you know, I'd be like, oh, I don't know about that, but you know, it sounds a little corny, but it's it's absolutely true and it's relevant, right. mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And I know it's affected the pathway of my life, and I'm sure if anybody was to engage with this fine institution, mm-hmm. their lives would be affected in a positive direction as well. That's right. And we'll get for those who don't know, today is the first day of early voting. And right. Mm-hmm. So and there is something on the ballot. Uh, and I voted today early voted. Thank you. And voted for in favor of uh, issue five. I don't know if we'll have to cut this out, but I'm saying it now. <laughs> OK. Uh, All we'll right. Figure it out later. But uh, either way, let's get to let's get to the heart of the matter. OK. Young people, meaning 18 to 20. One-year-olds have had the right to vote since. Do you, do you know the answer to this, by the 1971. way? 1971. Look at you. Very good. <laughs> 17th Amendment? Yeah. No. 26. 26th 26th. Amendment. Yeah. Okay. Forgive me. No, no, you're good. <laughs> right. Yeah, 26th Amendment. Richard Nixon was terrified of this because he thought all young people would go out and vote Democratic. Uh-huh. And then in 1972, he wins the second biggest landslide ever, right? So the thing for these past 50 years now is... Youth vote, youth vote, youth vote. We're going to get the youth vote. They're going to turn out. That's going to go crazy. And I think in 2008, that was a reality. I and mean, you, both of you, were, were pretty young when Barack Obama <laughs> did really well with the young vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most of these past 50 years, it's been elusive. Mm-hmm. And what ideas would you have for motivating people, young people in particular, mm-hmm. let's say 30 and, and younger, mm-hmm. to vote? Sylvia, I'd like to hear well, your you know, ideas on this. I think it's complicated. I think it's it's not just a question of motivation, mm-hmm. but also education. There's studies that show 75% of students want to be involved. They want to get more involved, but they just don't know the avenues, and they just don't know what issues affect them. A lot of students, uh, I've heard students say, like, 
like uh, Katie said, like we'd go and grab students. We'd be like, oh, are you registered to vote? And then we'd, they'd be like, oh, yeah, haha. And then we'd say, you know, Tricy's on the ballot this year. And they'd turn right. around and say, wait a minute, I'm actually not registered to vote. What's on the ballot this year? Right. And so it's an issue of, of talking to kids and getting them to know their, uh, you know, the avenues that when with they can affect uh, government and their community. And also, uh, yeah, just letting them know what's on the ballot. What is changing the community? What's happening? Good point. No, that's key. Uh, what Sylvia brought up is the absolute uh, component to mm-hmm. getting people, especially in that age range, involved. They right. just need to know how um, the issues on the ballot affect them on a personal level in their own lives. Right. And once they realize that, uh, then they are more likely to become engaged. Yeah, I think that's good. Did you, did you two get these questions? I, I was up late the other night in a dimly lit room with one one light bulb. <laughs> it's a visor, Yes, working on these questions. Did you get these ahead of time or no? I got these, yes. Okay, because uh, okay. <laughs> the, the, one of the cool ones I was going to ask, and something I have found in the little over a year that I've been chair, is I think a lot of us take for granted the the how and and when and where of voting Mm -hmm. but this is um a county that is becoming um less white every day it is there are immigrants moving here Uh, chris ronane is working on it and some some of them just just to take for granted this notion that well i know how to vote so everyone must Mm -hmm. and that's it do you two find that that isn't i think that's sort of what you're alluding to dante is this notion that I don't know how. I don't know how. Like, how, right. where do I go to register? What are the? Yep. Do you have any thoughts on on this notion that is? Yes. Am I am I on to something? Am I wrong here? Or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're you're on the tail of mm-hmm. a real issue that needs to be addressed in all communities. Yeah. Education is absolutely a necessity and we cannot take for granted how many people don't understand the process or who are intimidated by the process and as a result of that they tend not to get involved yeah so first we have to uh, identify these people. We have to educate these communities as it relates to, you know, registering to vote, researching their ballot, going to yeah. the resources that can educate them about who's who's on the ballot and those issues, and then in turn making their vote in an educated way. So, uh, Sylvia, wouldn't you wouldn't you agree that uh, a lot of what we do as democracy fellows is education wise? You yeah, want to expound for sure. on that? I mean, that's yeah. I think that's ninety percent of it. Honestly, it's just talking to people. And I think one thing that, like, I took a really granted growing up is, like, it's like a it's like a generational issue, too. Like, my parents taught me how to vote. I didn't learn mm-hmm. how to vote in school. Um, there was certainly, like, you know, there was a table at lunch, but there was never a class on here's your avenues on how to vote. Good point. Um, yeah. And so there's something my parents taught me. And if your parents didn't touch teach you or you weren't directly connected to those avenues, it just might not be something that you learned. And it, can it seem daunting, this notion of voting? Because... It can, maybe it can be because you got to be registered. As we know, there the, certain factions in this state don't want to make it any easier for people to vote, right? Um, do you so? Do you think people find this notion daunting at times? Uh, the, the voting process itself. I think <laughs> politics in general for some people right. seems so like you talk to people and they're like, I like I don't even know where to start, where sure. you know, to get involved. Um, and I think that's part of why we like to, to add a bit of fun and a little bit mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, just uh, toying with the idea because it can seem really intimidating. Yeah. And when you yeah. make it more fun and make it less seem like, you know, this big, heavy weight of a topic, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it can get people a little more willing to be involved. Gotcha. Yeah, when you, 
Um, when you think about this issue and, you know, um, like Sylvia said, we want to add a little bit of levity to the situation mm -hmm. and make it less intimidating for people, sure. you know, and when they take that time and they go look at some of the fruits of our labor and they go to Tri-C Votes and Tri-C's mm -hmm. page on YouTube and they look up um, our Rock the Polls video. This is a, where a we, video uh, that we're going to possibly link to, so be ready. Exactly. And, fans. and some yeah. of the soap yeah. operas that we've done right. that give right. you a laugh about, you know, uh, voting and civic engagement, but also mm -hmm. educate you in relation to how you get this done and how to make this less intimidating right. is a big part of the answer. That's, so I think yeah. more organizations need to um, go ahead and go in that direction. Yeah. I'm not sure if me dancing is the best <laughs> way to inspire Democrats in this county. To, but I'll, I'm going to look into this, and we'll stay in touch on this. I'd like yeah. to see it, Brock. Well, I, 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 don't know. I don't think I'm you should close sure. your mind well, off to right. the possibility. You're right. Uh, what, uh, so being um, young people yourself, what are some of the reasons you hear that people say, I'm not going to vote, or what are the excuses you sometimes hear? Sylvia, what do you, what do you oh, sometimes hear? Oh, I mean, hear? There's, a, there's a lot of different ones. Um, you hear like, oh, like, I'm not political. I don't yeah. want to be political. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, once you know the issues, you realize that everything is political in a sense. Right. That, you know, what you're voting on is always going to be stuff you're involved in. Mm -hmm. um, I hear a lot about people not understanding. A lot of people just don't know there's an election coming up if it's not mm -hmm. the, the uh, presidential election. That's and if true. it is the presidential election, they're like, oh, I don't really, you know, both parties, same outcome. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And so, yeah, <laughs> you hear a lot right. of different things. And I feel like, again, it stems back to that, like, just um, not knowing that there are these very specific issues, not knowing yeah. what local issues affect them, not knowing their schools on the ballot this year. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Skepticism mm -hmm. is the biggest issue in relation to not engaging in the in the, uh, our civic duties and, yeah. you know voting as we should and uh, that's just a lack of knowledge mm -hmm. you know and I, I actually work as a poll worker uh, for Cuyahoga Board of Elections okay. and I know in my experiences just being there and seeing the process and being a part of that has given me the knowledge that I need to be more confident mm -hmm. in our electoral process. And I think a lot of people should maybe take that avenue. If they mm -hmm. have some skepticism, get involved. Okay. You know, go ahead and uh, uh, get involved in the civic process. We're, we're hiring at the County Board of Elections. And, uh, and you get paid. We'd love to have you. <laughs> decent, Absolutely. Decent. A lot of people are under the, yeah, the yeah. assumption that we're not getting paid. They say, yeah. thank you for your service. I say you're welcome, but I am you take the check. back collecting the, the check. check. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go well, I would say Sorry. one more thing on the note of skepticism mm -hmm. um, is like I talk to people and, and you know people do have a lot of understandable skepticism with the history mm -hmm. of our country and sure. trying to obscure people from voting. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a process of trying to gain that trust back and yeah. uh, reintegrate people into the system. Right, because there are. I mean, it has become more difficult for people, particularly in the um, cities, to vote mm -hmm. um, in in the state of Ohio. I don't, I don't think that I don't think we can d d deny that. Uh, what can a, what can an organization like ours do to appeal to people, not just to get them to vote the way we want them to, mm -hmm. but to get them to vote? Are there methods, or do you have ideas? Obviously, if you two had the solutions, you'd bottle them already <laughs> and would have sold them. But I mean, I think this is how thinking out loud um, and spitballing is how you can get things done. How? What can an organization like ours do to reach younger people in a more I destructive think, way? I think, uh, Brock, 
we have to I love be... the last name, too. <laughs> Brock. Just... Brock, love... what's happening? <laughs> it's just, we it's... just met 10 it's... minutes ago. But yes, left. exactly. Right. I'm, I, it just sounds so, so business and serious. Oh, I love yeah, it. You know, but well, all right. I, I think, you know, uh, I actually think that education, I know I'm going to reiterate this point, mm-hmm. but I think... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm 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 looking for uh, in, intentional, mm. repetitive, yeah, action. Oh, good point. Yeah. Okay. And when I say that, I mean I think some points that are important enough, as mm. such such as this one, need to be hit home repetitively. They yeah. need to be uh, reiterated in the minds of those communities that are affected most by these issues. So we have to keep letting people know, you know, that voting is the answer. This is an ongoing fight. It's not new to us. This is something that has went on for our, our parents' generations and their parents' generations. These freedoms that we have and this democracy that we have is something that we have to fight for continuously to keep. Mm-hmm. We can't take it for granted. That's right. And we have to preserve these rights that our founding fathers put in place for us, and we can't get complacent to the point where we think they can't go away. Mm-hmm. A great point. I mean, as a former history professor, you could one of the things I, and I taught 20th century history. Uh, there are young people today who don't have any connection, familial connection, with how difficult it was for black people to get the vote in the exactly. South, in particular, mm-hmm. in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, certainly, I grew up and had heard stories and still had parents and stuff, but we're 60 years removed from that struggle, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, the Civil mm-hmm. Rights Act of 60. So there is the sense of taking it for granted, but this is something that can be taken away. It can be chipped at to the chipped away, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So did you have a point to add? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that was amazing. That, that was hard, hard follow-up. But yeah. I think one of the more underrated uh, ways of getting to people is that those one-on-one community conversations. It's being in the community, being present with people, being there for the community when they have questions, um, yeah. and just being that, that force that's always there for them to come and talk to one-on-one. I mean, it's a slow process, but that's how you get through to some people. Are one-on-one for a say an organization like us right sure is it was a one-on-one <laughs> is it possible for joe biden to have a one-on-one right no or for donald trump not. to have a one-on-one <laughs> no. with her no i mean right so i think we know that but what in repetitive action i think is 100 percent right when it comes to politics what what are some ways to make so is social media i mean i don't think it's a panacea but can it how much can it help do you think with young people do you the two of you see ads on Facebook or Insta or Google or whatever it may be, and do they resonate with you, whether they're political or otherwise? Do the ads like that have any impact? I think they do. I think sure. um, us ignoring social media is mm-hmm. a is a mistake mm-hmm. um, that only takes place on the losing party's behalf. In 2008, we saw the grassroots movement that put uh, President Barack Obama into the White House. That's right. And that's not a trend that's going away. Yeah. Okay. And um, this is the type of movements that need to be taken advantage of to actually get the people's voice uh, represented within our government systems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have to take social media, but we, as just like we can't ignore it, we have to make sure that we control it and use the narrative in a way that is indicative of the truth and mm-hmm. honorable to we want to speak truth to justice sure. and we can't allow it to be hijacked by parties or interests that may not have our collective mm-hmm. uh, benefit in mind 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm imperfectly sad. I have no mm-hmm. notes. <laughs> no, 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 Sylvia. Uh, please, modest. let me let me ask you, Sylvia, in your experience about social media. I'm sorry, Brock. I don't Hold mean on, get, to, sorry, you, you're doing sorry. interviewing, but can you? But, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Get the mic a little closer. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah, I was yeah. gonna ask Sylvia about yeah. the this to expand on, on the social media aspect of it. And what's your experience like? How do you feel social media affects the the political realm yeah. today? I mean, it's hard because so much of it is happening on social media right mm-hmm. now, and so yeah. many of those conversations are happening where you you do want to stay engaged with that that yeah. community. But it's also it's it's difficult. I mean, it's constantly changing. It's really it's a really hard line to walk between, yeah, 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 between yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're doing, but. Yeah, I think I think like you said, it's important to to take advantage of while we're here. Yeah, how much of a role do you think? Uh, and this isn't a fleshed out question necessarily by me, but the cool factor plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barack Obama was cool. <laughs> right. uh, John F. Kennedy was cool. That was obviously before all of our time. But um, President Biden had wears cool sunglasses <laughs> um, and. His, you know, that's a plus. Biden, yeah. (laughs) Um, There aren't how many cool. I mean, do we need a cool factor to get people young and not young to vote? Does it? Is it necessary today? Because how many people are sitting at home under the age of thirty saying, "Boy, I can't wait to go out and vote for whoever the last two candidates, right? Who will probably face each other again?" Um, Go, go ahead. Sylvia, that, I see that's the a hard mind. question. I know it is. <laughs> like I said, it's not I mean, I, I think it, it definitely can't hurt ever. Yeah. That being said, I don't ever think it should be the the. Um, I think it should more like it should never be the focus yeah. of a campaign to, to be cool. Um, right. I think that's something that a lot of people have naturally and or yeah. develop over time, yeah. and that can be really effective. And we mm-hmm. can uh, find people who are charismatic and cool to, to lead us, but it doesn't have to be the defining factor. You know, I don't think it's always the deciding factor. Yeah, right. Good or point. I would hope it's not. <laughs> no, ideally, yeah, you would want the policies to cool. Is speaking truth to justice. Cool is mm-hmm. serving uh, as a representative in our government, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and representing the will of the constituents that you serve sure. in the way that they elected you to office to, to do. So well, that, think, that's what yeah, cool yeah. is. Well, I think that's why Bernie Sanders had a significant following. There was mm-hmm. cool not because of this right. guy in his mm-hmm. late 70s from Vermont. It was like you're saying, speaking true to power. Um, and I think that made him cool, you know, in the parlance of our time. But um, but that's always been something that's fascinated me, too, as a, especially as a former historian. The sort of cult yeah. of personality uh, has always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. So um, what is making democracy celebratory and fun? Do we know? This is something to do <laughs> yeah, with Chelsea. I, yeah. I, I, I'll take the lead on. Yeah. So making democracy celebratory and fun. Yes. It's getting up out of your seat. And it's, this is a, this is an actual award. This is it's an actual a, award, right? That you at, can okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. We won the SLSV award for mating making voting fun. Okay. Okay, for the for student populations right. and other people as well. Sure. Okay. And um uh, making a uh, voting fun, like I yeah. said, is is dancing, is getting up out of your Tell seat, is doing yeah. a little ditty. Okay. I'm all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. We we did we did a TikTok <laughs> challenge behind Rock the Polls. Okay. Again, you can go to YouTube and you can look that up. Rock the Polls. That's a collaboration between the Democracy Fellows and Corey Bapes. It's yeah. high quality. It's fun. It's infectious. Okay. So so yes so yes. To answer your your question, Sylvia. Go ahead. Give them that resounding. <laughs> Right. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think um, uh, fun is so important and underutilized. Um, oh, wow. Fun 
can be thoughtful and you can be thoughtful while having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a it's an important thing to have because otherwise you end up with that kind of like seriousness, dauntingness of yeah. our issues and our parties. And um, I you know I think you can do both. I can you I think you can understand the seriousness of an issue, but also have fun and have that as a way to engage people. And I think it also invites community bonding. And it's just a way to, to yeah. grow as any part of organization. Right, because politics can be incre- viewed as unfun. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, right. So people under you know thirty. I don't know how many. Uh, things are less fun than politics in the minds <laughs> right. of many 22 year olds right so uh, I mean I could probably I'm doing laundry I think would be up there pick, dishes pickleball right. <laughs> dishes things of that nature but nonetheless um, so you're almost right there's a many faceted way to do politics and that is build it sort of around the community that's already existing mm. and you can bring it in by being intentional as you've said Dante um, and Un- unintentional, like you were saying, so you just sort of talk about these issues and the personal is in the seventies of the women's movement. The phrase was the personal is political, mm-hmm. and that can be, I think, as both of you are saying here, that can be true um, for all groups, all individuals. Yeah, that we definitely. can view it that way. What um, any are there? Is there any other advice you could give to me? to the party other than dancing and i'm going to go okay. home and work on this tonight but <laughs> oh, what else is there to reach yeah to reach out to you know younger people i'd say just uh take the young people seriously you know yeah, um, i think there's point. sometimes uh like a tendency that to talk down to people not just good in point. the party but just from in politics in general and you know these kids right. are coming up with serious serious issues and concerns about their future um, and you know reaching out to them as as adults and as people as peers that you want to talk to i think is really important well it's interesting and i'll get to you done to the answer yes. that right before this podcast i interviewed chris ronane so mm-hmm. those watching the podcast at home want to know why i'm wearing the same shirt that is why <laughs> but one of the things that he and i talked about was how Chris and I are both Gen X, Mm. and how your generation, and I'm assuming, I don't know your ages, but you're younger than me for sure, is that the intolerance of intolerance Mm. that your your generation stands for. Mm. And it's really remarkable. And how does that come along? And do you think enough people are intolerant of this intolerance, but still don't vote? Hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. it, bro. Yeah. Thank you, Jones. <laughs> I love it. Um, Sylvia, do you yeah. have a, Yeah. That's a really interesting question. I think that this generation is really great at identifying the problem and yeah. calling out and seeking the problem. And, uh, you know, we're moving towards problem solving, but it's, it's a process. And I think right. one of the things is educating people about how do you solve that problem? What Good are point. the avenues you Good have? Point. Especially young people who haven't gotten as involved in politics or in workplace where you might encounter mm-hmm. like those kind of ideas. So, yeah, I don't know. I think th- that would be my take on it. But that that's, a, that's a deep question. <laughs> no, I know. I do want to say that the, the future is in great hands if, if young people as thoughtful as you with the thoughtful, legit thoughtfulness. This has been really remarkable. Uh, now, again, issue five is on the ballot. Yes. Today's the first day of early voting. We have through November 7th. Mm-hmm. Which way should people vote on issue five? Do you have any ideas? Whichever they w- way they want, as okay, long good. as they do vote. Oh, good point. That's a good point. I think you should vote in the best interest of your community. Oh, okay. All right. And that's all I'll say about that. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, thank you both so much. It's been a real uh, treat and honor, and I look forward to future conversations with the both both of you, I hope. And, Dante, Absolutely. thank you for the familiarity. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. So thank you both very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party's podcast, Cuyahoga Today. Tune in next week for our latest show and find out all of the latest information that's happening right here in your community. Show your support by going to www.cuydem.com and make a contribution. Do you have any questions about the show? Is there a topic you want us to cover? Or is there someone you want us to interview? If so, you can reach out to me at M-D-I-E-M-E-R at C-U-Y-D-E-M.com. That's M-Demer at Kydem.com. Thank you again for joining our podcast. Until next week.